0: because they are easy but because they are hard right now on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM hello and welcome to change the world with Matt McQuinley we have a fabulous guest today Aaron Farmeen chief executive of youth opportunities as you know our focus on the show is to do our best to help change the world for the better Erin and her organization, Youth Opportunities, are completely aligned with our focus on this show, and it's making a difference in people's lives as we speak. Hi, Erin. How are you doing today?
2: I'm amazing. How are you, Matt?
0: Doing great. Doing great. Well, welcome again to the show. If you could please tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and Youth Opportunities and their mission, that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Uh, so, I'm uh, Erin Famine, Chief Executive of Youth Opportunities, and we're a proud South Australian not-profit that's actually celebrating its 25th birthday this year, so we've been around a while. Uh, we were started 25 years ago by Peter Marshman, OAM, who is a South Australian entrepreneur and businessman, uh, and he had a real vision, even back then, before things like mental health cool school, <laughs> uh, had a vision that um, young people really needed to build some of the the leadership skills and the personal soft skills in life, not just their technical skills to be really successful to make it through school and onto futures where they felt like they were thriving uh, and so today we still are fulfilling that vision by working with young people right across South Australia, um, thanks to the support of the community as a non nonprofit of course
0: wow that 's wonderful what, what what made you personally excited about uh, being involved in this kind of an organization? Was there anything in your past that inspired you, or did somebody else inspire you,
2: or what? Both, yeah, Matt, yeah, both. Um, Well, I actually grew up in Queensland, in a tiny little town in central Queensland, so I wasn't fortunate enough to have youth opportunities as an option when I went through high school, as many people who grew up here in South Australia did, which also, sadly, Matt, I guess you didn't either because mm. uh, you didn't grow up here. Uh, so I actually became aware of youth opportunities really quite late in life. Uh, a friend of mine, actually, who still works with us, um, is a graduate, and she went through the program when she was 15, and when I became friends with her... Um, she just would rave about this amazing program and organization that she'd been involved with and how much it has changed her life and so many. At the time, she was a trainer, so she was working with young people uh, while I was volunteering with some other youth organizations um, and telling me about the change it was making in their life. And I just fell in love <laughs> so deeply. Um, and she um, introduced me to the chief executive at the time, who was Peter Carey, the um, retired footballer, um, who, again, because I didn't grow up in South Australia, I didn't know who he was. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, hello, Peter. Hi, I'm Erin. Didn't know he was quite famous and wonderful. Um, and, yeah, got involved volunteering with Youth ops then, um because i i did i grew up in very humble circumstances i grew up around a lot of mental health challenges um and quite humble situation my mum was a small business owner in our tiny country town but um was widowed when i was quite young Mm. so She had to raise us by herself. Um, She um, had a mental illness which was not managed very well 40-something years ago. Uh, And so, yeah, I guess my whole life I just grew up around people who were really trying their best um, and had a lot of challenges that were not of their own making and have always kind of volunteered and been involved in the space trying to help people um, be their best no matter what their circumstances are. So it was just a perfect match when I <laughs> stumbled across YouthOps, Ops. Um, and it's a very smart organization. At the time, I was volunteering with other youth organizations that do great work, um, but not really feeling like it was making much of a difference. You know, you kind of do a thing for the day and then they go home and you think, oh, what difference have I made in that kid's life today? Uh, but at YouthOps, we have really strong and solid um, measurement systems and really long-term um, working relationships with these young people in schools, so you can see the sustainable impact over time. And for me, that really mattered because I wanted to, you know, change lives and change intergenerational issues, not just kind of make someone happy for a day, which um, has its role, but it's not for me.
0: Mm. Well, when I was looking at your website, I mentioned to you before that I was a little bit overwhelmed because you got so many exciting programs going on. I, I just didn't even know what to talk to you about, to be honest. So um, can you give us like a, a thumbnail sketch of the of the program and how it works? And, and the thing that I was really excited about, you told me that I really – I'm sorry, I'm doing a question in two parts here, but is the follow-up because I thought that was great. You just alluded to that before.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, don't (laughs) worry. Some days we feel a bit overwhelmed by it all. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot going on. Um, The the core of everything that we do at Youth Opportunities it is providing opportunities for young people and primarily around developing the skills and the habits and the confidence they need to thrive in life no matter what their circumstances are. So everything we do is grounded in that mission. Um, And of course, young people are facing lots of different challenges, so they do need lots of different opportunities. But at the core of, um, of all of the programs that we run is um, personal leadership. So um, helping young people or youngish, we work with people, you know, even in their early 30s, um, helping them lead themselves through life. How do we get you to the point where you kind of don't need me there anymore? You know um, you've got the skills and you've got these wonderful habits, and you've got the belief in yourself to be able to take yourself forward. Um, and that's what we call personal leadership. Um, and there's quite a lot of complex psychological theories at play there in that concept. But when we work with young people, we take a lot of that um, and put it into really simple symbolism. So, you know, we say you're, a personal leader is driving their own car in life. You know, who's in the driver's seat? It's you. How do you take yourself forward? And of course, these days, a lot of that is also helping young people develop the skills and the habits of help-seeking. It is so important that we know how to reach out for help um, from experts and and trusted loved ones in our lives. So it's not to say young people have to go everything alone, um, but having those skills and habits for how they take the opportunities that are before them. So what that looks like for us. We um, traditionally have run a 10-week program in partnership with high schools here in South Australia uh, and that's, so that's about a school term. It's aligned to the safe curriculum so they get safe points for it and we have about 800 young people that we graduate each year through that 10-week program which is pretty phenomenal. It's a lot of work uh, and uh, those young people then become our alumni, our graduates who we as you mentioned, stay engaged with for at least the two years after the program. So we mostly work with kids when they're in year 10 and we stay in touch with them at least until the end of year 12, Um, quite often beyond as well into, they might have gone into further education or into uh, employment, uh, but at least until the end of year 12 with workshops and coaching and opportunities for them to um, really stretch their skills as well
0: wow so you do about a one-day class every 10 weeks with them in school and then do you do any one-on-one with them as well you mentioned coaching
2: yeah that's right so our program is one day a week for the 10 weeks of the school term so um for example if the school said that they'll run it on a friday we'll have the 18 young so it's 18 people usually per program those young people, instead of going to school that Friday, they'll come to us at Youth Opportunities, um, clothes environment, adult learning environment, and they'll do that, say, every Friday for that school term until they graduate at the end of the term. And when they're in the room with us at Youth Opportunities, they'll always have two trainers, and they'll, those trainers will lead them through... Lots of group activities. They don't sit down often. <laughs> They're usually up and on their feet and moving. Um, but they'll do a lot of group work together so that they can normalise. And, you know, as just teenagers, they don't really want to hear from adults about what they should be doing. They want to hear from their peers. Um, so often the young people will share what's working, what's really challenging um, with, with the other kids in the room. And they'll learn a lot from that, be inspired by that, feel just like normal. Like oh gosh, I thought I was the only problem. A uh, person who had that problem. Uh but also while one trainer is taking the group through those facilitations, the other trainer will be taking individual students out for one-on-one coaching throughout that whole 10 weeks to make sure that we're um while there's lots of tools and concepts the group will go through, we we really need to make sure that every young person's getting the most out of it for themselves. So, you know, you might be on the program with me, Matt, and um, you might have a really loving family and a really clear idea of what you want to do when you leave school and a great set of goals around your um, career and learning. Uh, but maybe um, maybe what's challenging for you is you you know maybe you're getting some bullying or, or some really um, complex friend groups, you know, like kids that are starting to do things that aren't great and you're starting to wonder, what does that mean for me? If my friends are becoming ratbacks, do I need to as well? And we can work with you specifically on that. Whereas, say, maybe someone like me, um, maybe my biggest issue is that I don't have a supportive household. Uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. Maybe I'm really grappling with some anxiety and really negative self-talk. Um, And that's maybe where the coach would sit one-on-one with me and set some challenges and make sure I'm dialing into the tools that will help me with those things because until I deal with those, I can't unlock my potential for other things. Um, So it allows us to customise one-on-one for each of the students but also the group work, which combined makes it really um, transformative for them. And it means in, in 10 weeks we can see we often see really significant shifts in these young people um, but they, they put the work in we challenge them <laughs> mm. they do have to take on really brave challenges to do things to step outside their comfort zone mm. uh, but they do the work and will often be at their graduations and have their parents and teachers standing up saying "Like, what did you do to them <laughs> what have you done to this young person they are not who they used to be They're they're brighter they're friendlier they're more grounded in themselves, they're listening in class and asking questions, like, what did you do? And it's just an absolute joy to turn around and say, we didn't do it, they did the work, you should be proud of them. Um, we, we showed them the way, but they've got to do the work to get there. So, yeah, it's a beautiful program to mix the one-on-one and the group.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, on that empowering note, I just want to say uh, real quickly here, The program sounds so great. How can people learn more about it? Is there a website or something you can give?
2: Yeah, for sure. So we're Youth Opportunities. So Mm -hmm. the website is youthopportunities.com.au, and uh, if you find a a big star, that's us. We can talk more in a little while about what stars mean to us at Youth Ops. Big smiling faces of kids. Um, As a charity, of course, we are always relying on the support of the community, so, there's lots of information on our website about how to get involved, um, and of course, also lots of information about how to get access to our programs for young people in your life.
0: All right. Well, we're coming up on 616, and we'll be back in a little bit with Erin uh, to hear more about youth opportunities. la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia Uno. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia Uno. E anche tu sarai un numero uno. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. 87.6 87.6 FM.
1: Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions. You're the experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find a large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas, and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Radio Italia Uno
0: you're listening to Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Hello, we're back with with Aaron Farman, the chief executive of youth exe- Youth Opportunities, uh, soon to be youth executives uh, when they grow up. <laughs> Um, But uh, in our last session, we talked about how some of the parents and the loved ones are so excited and even somewhat flabbergasted uh, by the change in the kids after going through the program. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe a success story or two that you guys have had?
2: Oh, Matt, there's so many. I often say to some of our beautiful donors, uh, we have a lot of corporates, um, thankfully, that donate to us. And... You know, it could be a hard gig in business some days. And they're like, oh, man, we love coming to your graduations, Erin. Like, you know what, babe? You call me any day. I've got a 100 stories a day <laughs> that will inspire you about the amazing young people here in our state that are just creating beautiful lives for themselves and their families. I've got a pick-me-up-a-date. <laughs> so maybe I'll just share um, one of the most recent ones Um I mean, there's, there was a graduate over the festive season I caught up with who is in her early 20s now. Um, she was the winner of one of our university scholarships and she um, has lost count of how many siblings she has. Uh, but she's definitely the first, um, she's one of the oldest siblings, the first person in her family to ever go to university. Um, at, going back, her parents, her grandparents um, had never gone to university and for her... Um, it was just something she grew up just was out of reach you don't do that it wasn't something she ever aspired to and um, when she came on the youth opportunities program in year 10 you know we talked to her about what she wanted to do with her life and what would make her happy and she realized through that process that going to university was going to be a Im- really important part of that um, and thought that she wouldn't therefore be able to achieve her dreams and um, thankfully she goes to a really great public school um, and we were able to work with the school to say um, you know get her seeking help from the school about what it would mean for her to go to university what would her subjects have to look like what would her grades need to look like um, we helped her build the skills and habits of time management and goal planning uh, so that she could apply herself and make sure that she could get the grades that she needed and She was successful she went off to uni she's in her i think she's about to start her third year of her four-year degree Um, was successful with a scholarship that adam scott the australian golfer pays for her uni degree um, which is amazing she's living independently Um, she's about to get a driver's license she works part-time and excitingly her younger sister just graduated year 12. Um, her younger sister did youth ops when she was in year 10 Uh, And, um, was going to go off to uni, but now she's decided she's going off to TAFE, which is amazing too. So to see, um, her succeed and achieve her dreams, and she's still really young, and, you know, she's got to work really hard to pay for her rent and uni and everything else still. Um, so she's, you know, she's still doing it tough, but she's putting in the work and being what she thought she could maybe never be. Um, and then to be a role model to her younger sister, who now, um, has had a much easier path with her sister paving that way for her and showing her that she could do those things and live that way. Um, those young girls really are, um, you know, breaking cycles of disadvantage and, and aspiring more for themselves than, than their parents were able. They're loving parents, um, but more than their parents were able to provide for them. So, yeah, that's one of the most recent stories. <laughs>
0: Fabulous. Um, you, I think uh, you told me that you have about a four million dollar budget. I mean, it's we're not talking about a small, uh, teeny tiny organization. You've got about what fifty full time employees. Yeah. I think you told me. Um, yeah. And th- and uh, gosh, that would be a challenge to as a nonprofit to to because you've got to take care of eight eight hundred graduates and follow yeah. up on sixteen hundred yeah. more graduates from the last couple years. Um, how, how can people, if they're, if they're listening, who might want to help out financially, how could they do that?
2: Oh, well, we are always very happy to hear from people who want to invest in the youth of South Australia. Um, you can certainly go to our website and donate. There, there are options there to donate money. What we really love is um, forming partnerships with people who care about young people and see the potential in young people, and particularly those, of course, as a charity, uh, we mostly work in communities where young people need extra support. Uh, and so, if that is something that people are interested in, yes, we would love any donations via our website. Uh, alternatively, you can reach out to us um, either via the website or, um, you know, finding me on online um, and having a chat about what it looks like. Um, we love talking to people about how they can share their time, treasure and their talent and their tribes with us. So sometimes, of course, the treasure is that donation. We um, do rely on support from the community. The, the kids and the families never pay um, for our programs through youth opportunities. That's really important um, for us that because already finances is a barrier for many of them, so we don't want to increase those barriers. Um, but also we, we love to be able to... Um, have support of people's time so obviously our our board of directors are all volunteers and they all contribute their passion and their time for free towards our cause with their amazing leadership and skills Um, and all their um, talent, you know we're always looking for skilled volunteers, we're very lucky to have corporate lawyer partners, cannot um, hire a big supporter, so I call them every now and again um, for a bit of help uh, with something that we might need for one of our events. Um, but even Tribe, you know, we find Adelaide is a very connected place and there is a beautiful sense of community here in South Australia and um, often what we find is um, people know someone who is interested in supporting young people or know someone who's a principal of a school who might see benefit in our programs. Um, and so we often also love when people spread the word of what we're doing and encourage other people to get involved through their tribes and networks.
0: Wonderful. And that website again is?
2: Youthopportunities.com.au.
0: Okay. Um, the, I, I heard a little bit you mentioned when we talked uh, before the show about the four big decisions you teach children. Well, uh, or and young people rather I shouldn't say children yeah. young people uh, can you share with that with us that philosophy
2: yeah I'd love to so the whole program all the programs that we run are based around the four big decisions we call them and we say once you um, are making these decisions every day they become a habit and they are the habits that will lead you to success so the four big decisions for us are deciding to send stars and I'll mention in a second what that means. Uh, decide to send stars, decide to be happy, decide to goal plan and decide to grow. So for us deciding to send stars, it's a positive psychology, positive communication um, concept using symbolism. So a star is any form of communication that makes you feel good or makes other people feel good. And the black hole is the opposite, anything that makes other people feel bad about themselves or a lot of negative self-talk in our young people, they black hole themselves a lot. Um, And so we help young people form those habits and making decisions every day to send stars to themselves and other people. So positive self-talk, affirmations, but also really subtle things. Um, I mean, of course, they're saying hello to people, but... Subtle things like um, a young person acting up in class and distracting other students in the class is really sending a black hole to their teacher saying, you don't matter, I don't care why you're here, I don't care about your job, I'm not particularly interested in this subject, so I'm going to do what I want to do. And so actually for some young people, sending a star to a teacher is doing nothing. We, we help them with some habits and skills around focus. Um, and how to focus themselves and how to increase their engagement with what's happening with them rather than distracting. Um, In the home, often stars are things like actually having conversations with your family. So instead of coming in um, from school and throwing your bag down at the door and going straight into your room and getting on maybe an electronic device or something, and that would be a black hole to your family to say that you don't care about them, you don't want to talk to them makes them feel worse about themselves it might not be what you intended at all but that is a black hole and if you do care about your family and you want to have a relationship with them then we need to get you sending staff to them so instead of throwing the bag down um and just walking to your room you know walk through the house and say hello to anybody that's there um offer to make a cup of tea for your parents or we and this is the one-on-one coaching we do with young people helps um in the early parts of the program where they They might need quite a bit of encouragement and coaching to come up with ideas that fit their family environment Um, because a cup of tea doesn't work for everybody. Um, So we help them come up with, well, what what does a star look like in in your life to the people that matter to you that you want to build a relationship to? So decide to send stars. Decide to send happy for us. It's not about moods and feeling happy all the time and toxic positivity. It's about a sense of long-term enduring happiness. And young people really understanding that no matter what their circumstances are, they can every day choose to see the bright side. The bad stuff's still there, but you get to choose what to focus on and to take responsibility for your own happiness. So if you're not happy in a situation instead of blaming everybody else, then take that responsibility yourself and do something about it. So that's what Decide to be Happy is for us. It's a really active um, habit and a set of skills around it. Wow, those are uh, great. So
0: those are yeah. those are the first two. <laughs> right. So That's the first, two. so the first one is send stars, not black mm-hmm. holes. Basically, mm-hmm. positive communication. Yeah. The second one is to choose to be happy. So yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to. I'm looking forward to hearing about the third and the fourth. Uh, tip here fourth or tip big decision that we teach young that you teach young people to help them get themselves on track uh it's six thirty-two, and we're going to be back here in just a little bit with aaron from youth opportunities
1: how good is mighty joe's they're brilliant Mighty Joe's is the largest fruit market in South Australia. They handle all Italian small goods. And a family business. Yeah, that's right. Four decades. Joe and Francesco, they're proud to present fresh produce from local growers and local produce markets, passing massive savings on to you. And their service is so friendly. Tell me about the opening hours. Absolutely. They're open 7 until 7, Monday to Friday, and 7 until 5, Saturday and Sundays. And they have weekly bargains and specials like nuts and fruit and veg, cold meats, pastas and plenty more. And they've got a new shop. They certainly have. Mighty Joes are now at 115 Findon Road Woodville. Check their Facebook page Mighty Joes Fruit Market. I need some fruit and veg. I'm heading down right now. I'll come down with you. Hi, I'm David Heath Join me each Saturday afternoon
2: from 2pm until 5pm for Saturday Sports Scoreboard. If you would like me to host the show live from your sporting event, simply email your request to info at italiauno.com.au. Plus, we'll be announcing a special sporting competition with great prizes to be won. That's Saturday Sports Scoreboard from 2pm every Saturday afternoon on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
0: Ora più che mai, l'assistenza che le famiglie conoscono e di cui si fidano
1: è qui per te, a Bene. Con i nostri servizi di assistenza domiciliare, i tuoi cari diventano nostri. Offriamo servizi di supporto sociale e assistenza per fare la
0: spesa ed Andrea si è sentito completamente a suo agio.
2: Il personale è stato
1: fantastico, fornendomi supporto sociale a casa. Bene, fornisce servizi per mantenere uno stile di vita attivo e di benessere. Assistenza domiciliare o residenziale agli
0: anziani con rispetto e calore. Con Bene, sei in famiglia. Chiamaci all'81 31 2000
1: o visitaci su Bene.org.au
2: Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home and just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like mighty South Aussies when shopping with us. Which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. The Mighty
1: yeah! Radio Italia Uno.
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, and we're back uh, with Change the World with Matt McQuinley. Uh, we're here with Aaron Farman the chief executive of youth organi- uh, a youth organization called Youth Opportunities. And in the last session, she was talking about the four big decisions that she teaches. Uh, well, her organization teaches young people to help them be successful. So uh, if you could recap the first two real quick for those just joining and pick up the other ones, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, so Matt, the four big decisions, the first two we covered were decide to send stars and that's a positive communication so send positive communication to yourself and others and decide to be happy which is choosing um, your power over taking control of your long-term happiness.
0: I'll move on
2: to the other two then, hey? Yeah, (laughs) please. So The last two, uh, there's decide to grow and so for us um, there's a lot of choosing growth in the program, young people taking on those small acts of bravery um, that we like to call them to challenge themselves to step outside their comfort zones because there's so much research that shows us that that is where the magic happens, not only because you're growing and evolving as a human being, but the sense of pride that comes from mastering something new that, you know, when you do it and, and it works and you feel like really proud that you tried something new, like you know talking to a new friend or being really brave and putting your resume in somewhere for a job and um, whether you get that call back or not, you know you feel really proud that you took that brave step so a lot of the program is about helping young people build the skills and habits of choosing growth and challenging themselves and seeing that as a really positive thing but a a really big part of it too um, is the reflective part that comes with choosing growth so A lot of the time, I mean, I don't know about you, I spend time with a lot of adults who could spend some more time reflecting Mm. on themselves and where they are and where they've come from and where they're going and why they react in certain ways in certain situations and taking responsibility for their, you know, their behavior and their habits. And so choosing growth um, is a big part of that reflection is a big part of that as well and You know, um, I was like 30 years old (laughs) before I learnt any of those tools um, and I was lucky to work in a company at the time that, um, that helped me develop those but of course we're working with young people who are 15 years old learning some of those really powerful habits and skills. So choosing growth, decide to grow and the last one is decide to goal plan. So one of the very first tools we take the students through in the program is called the success definer. And we sit down with them and really make sure that they know what they're aiming for in life. And, and we're talking really long-term goals. You know, we get them to close their eyes and imagine waking up, you know, 20 years in the future in their ideal life. And what, where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? Um, so they really define for themselves what success looks like. And then from there, they can goal plan. Um, because if you don't know what you're shooting for you're just doing a lot of work <laughs> and getting anxious about a lot of things, but they might not matter you know maybe the things that matter are the things that you didn't realize um, you know and often um, this is a funny story often we hear young people say they don't love mathematics at school. Um, but when they really sit and understand their, their goals for the future, they want to manage money, they want to own a house, they want to have a really happy family, um, they you want certain careers and often you need at least some basic mathematics to um, get a loan and a phone plan and buy a car and so they start to realise why those things are important, small goals, on the way to their larger goals. Um, and there are habits and skills around goal planning that we can teach them really quickly that become lifelong habits for them.
0: Wow, that's Those great. Are four big
2: decisions.
0: Yeah, that's, that's wonderful, teaching them skills that are going to be valuable to them 50, 60, 70 years later. So yeah. uh, we're going to hear more from Aaron uh, from Youth Opportunities in just a little bit. We'll, hear, we'll be back in a minute.
1: Our independence is everything. Brazier Mobility has been creating independence for people for over 30 years. Brazier Mobility specialises in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active. Ensuring your vehicle modification suits your needs, offering you unlimited freedom. Brazier Mobility boasts a team of highly skilled technicians working in a state-of-the-art facility located here in South Australia. No compromises are made when it comes to client satisfaction. Call them for a friendly chat on 1800 Brazier or visit their website braziermobility.com.au. Brazier Mobility, creating independence.
2: Radio Italia 1 Radio Italia 1 Scarica
0: la nostra app aggiornata sul telefonino o tablet Radio Italia 1, sempre di
1: più Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook ed Instagram Estovest, a restaurant that offers traditional Italian food that Nonna would approve of Famous for gnocchi and authentic Napolitana style pizza And every Thursday night you can enjoy unlimited pizza for just 25 dollars wonderful coffee and staff that make you feel special Estorvest shop one 111 angus street in the city to book visit their website estorvest.com.au and click on book now you'll feel like you're in italy
0: bed sale on right now at save a lot beds lowest prices in adelaide save hundreds or even thousands new orthopedic beds in queen or double for only 449 australian made or queen or double mattresses for only 199 king size pillow top mattresses for only 499 get the good night's sleep you deserve save a lot beds is right at 634 Port Road in Beverly. Don't miss out. Get down to Save-A-Lot Beds at 634 Port Road, Beverly, for the massive double queen and king-size sale.
1: Radio Italia Uno.
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, we're back with Change the World with Matt McQuinley, with Aaron Farman, uh, Chief Executive of Youth Opportunities. Aaron, uh, in the in the few minutes we have left, can we talk a little bit about some of the challenges that are different the kids are having today, and what you guys are doing to help them overcome them?
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I do often get asked, "How is it different today than, say, when I was growing up, um, you know, forty, fifty, sixty years ago?" and I think definitely the automation of our world is taking away young people's opportunities to learn how to communicate. Um, those things that you and I might have had to have done when we were younger, walking up and buying things and talking to humans are uh, not there anymore. It's all automated. They can shop online. Um, and in addition, of course, things like social media has just amplified um, young people's fear of judgment and failure and a lot of that is therefore causing them to miss out on developing skills to speak up, talk and form relationships that are really healthy before they then end up in those really challenging teenage years where they start to feel really judged and anxious. So if they don't have those skills to speak up and connect with people, it can be really dangerous. And that's why we end up with these really awful statistics like a quarter of our young people in psychological distress and half of our young people feeling lonely and um are, don't feel positive about their future. Of course, the changing pace of the world doesn't help um, You know, young people being told that most of the jobs that will exist when they graduate from high school aren't even there yet. They don't even exist yet. And that can be really unsettling for young people who are trying to work out their futures when you tell them you don't know what their future could look like. Um, and I think that just that lack of stability and certainty is just increasingly overwhelming for young people who have very little control over what it will be. And if we can build the resilience and the belief in themselves that they will be okay no matter what comes their way, no matter their circumstances and what the future holds, then that sets them up to be able to navigate all that uncertainty really well.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Erin, for being here with us today. And you can learn more about Erin's and her uh, company's uh, programs on – can you give us the website again?
2: Yeah, youthopportunities.com.au.
0: And I want to thank Mark uh, Easton for paneling for us today. But most of all, I want to thank all of you for listening. Please tune in next week, Monday at 6 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on 87.6 FM Radio Italia Uno. As always, I'll leave you with a brief inspirational message. Today's inspirational message is brought to you by Save-A-Lot Beds. You deserve a good night's sleep. Visit their showroom at 634 Port Road in Beverly, or call them on one 791919 or visit their website, which is www.savealotbeds.com.au. On June 20th, 1925, in a small rural part of Northeast Texas, the seventh out of 12 children was born to a poor sharecropper family of Irish descent. For those of you that don't know, a sharecropper is basically an economic slave, similar to being a serf in the feudalism system of old Europe. This is the economic agricultural system that replaced slavery at the end of the US Civil War. This boy's father drifted in and out of his life, his sibling's life, and his mother's life, and eventually deserted them for good. He dropped out of school in the fifth grade and got a job picking cotton for a dollar a day, which would be about $19 a day in today's money. To help feed his mother and 11 siblings, he became a good hunter. Then his mother died when he was only 16 years old. He was quoted as saying, when she passed away, she took something of me with her. It seems I've been searching for it ever since. He took jobs at a radio repair shop, and a garage and gas station to help take care of his siblings. Regardless of his efforts, the authorities took his three younger siblings away and put them in an orphanage. At the age of 16, when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, he tried to enlist in the army. They rejected him because he was underage and underweight. He tried to enlist in the Navy. They rejected him. He tried to enlist in the Marine Corps. They rejected him. Then he got his sister to sign an affidavit saying he was a year older than he actually was and was accepted by the Army on the 30th of June, 1942. He was then rejected by the paratroopers because he was too small. You see, he was only 5'5 and weighed 110 pounds or in metric, 1.65 meters tall and slightly under 50 kilograms he completed basic training then advanced infantry training and received his marksman badge with a rifle component bar and an expert badge with bayonet component bar he shipped out for north africa in february of 1943. he was promoted to corporal in july of that year and that month he also got his first taste of combat he saw action regularly and in december of that year was promoted to sergeant and in January 1944, Staff Sergeant. That month, he was hospitalized with malaria, but he was back in action by the 29th of January. And by the 2nd of March, he received his first Bronze Star for bravery by single-handedly taking out an enemy tank by getting close and putting grenades inside it while he was under fire. His second bout of malaria flared up a couple weeks later. While in combat, On August 2nd, Germans pretended to surrender, and as part of this ruse, killed his best friend. Audie Murphy advanced under enemy fire alone, killed six Germans, including the ones that killed his best friend, wounded two others, and took 11 prisoners single-handedly, using weapons he captured from the Germans along the way. For this, he received the Distinguished Service Cross, the military's second-highest honor. At the end of that month, he received his first of three Purple Hearts for being wounded in battle. In October, he won his first Silver Star. By mid-October, he was made a second lieutenant, i.e. an officer, in charge of a platoon, which is somewhere between 18 and 50 soldiers, despite the fact he was a mere private 16 months before. He continued to serve with distinction and received another Purple Heart and a Silver Star the following month. In January 1945, he received another Purple Heart and was made commander of a company, which is usually led by a captain or a major and has between 100 and 250 men in it. This is where he would see his greatest challenge yet. And in action that month, the Germans destroyed Audie Murphy's company's tank destroyer, setting it on fire. Outnumbered and outgunned, he ordered his men to retreat to the nearby woods. He, however, on his own, held his position, firing his rifle and directing artillery fire upon the Germans via radio while being fired upon. When the Germans advanced, he jumped onto a burning tank destroyer using its 50 caliber machine gun and killed an entire German squad. He stayed on the tank destroyer firing on the advancing German infantry as well as tanks until he ran out of ammunition. He then, while wounded in the leg, rejoined his men and led them to a counterattack to repel the advancing Germans. For his actions that day, he received the nation's highest honor, the Medal of Honor. When asked why he jumped on a burning tank destroyer, seized the machine gun and single-handedly battled an entire German company with supporting tanks, he said simply, they were killing my friends. Throughout his actions throughout the war, Audie Murphy received every single available award for valor available in the United States military, some of them more than once. He received 33 decorations in all, six of them from Belgium and France. He was discharged at the end of World War II as a first lieutenant and received 50% disability classification. Out of the over 16 million people who served in the U.S. military in World War II, he was the most decorated. He was also only one of the only 472 out of 16 million people to win the Medal of Honor in World War II. All this for a guy who weighed less than 50 kilograms, was born to poverty, had a fifth grade education, and was rejected as too small by the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and the paratroopers. After the war, he served as an instructor for soldiers going to Korea. He became a successful songwriter for well over a dozen artists, including Dean Martin and Charlie Pride. He wrote poetry, bred horses, and starred in over 44 feature films, one of them which held the highest grossing picture record for 20 years. He raised awareness in Congress to fund programs for vets suffering from PTSD, despite suffering from it himself, for the rest of his life. He slept with a loaded gun under his pillow until his death at the age of 45 in a plane crash. He was plagued by insomnia and depression, became addicted to sleeping pills for a time, had big financial problems due to gambling. It's also worth noting that although he was in deep financial trouble, he refused to do commercials and advertisements for cigarette and alcohol companies who offered him big, big, big money in the 50s and 60s to do so because he felt it would be setting a bad example for America's youth. What do we learn from Audie Murphy? Well, one thing is obviously don't listen to the naysayers. Imagine being one of the recruiters for the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, or paratroopers who turned down the guy who ended up being the most decorated soldier in World War II. We learned that being a hero or having success in life doesn't seem to have much to do with being born to privilege or having a great education. We also learned that it doesn't matter where you start out in life. It matters where you end up. And we also learned that there are two types of people in the world, the kind who will listen to the naysayers and give up, that will make excuses about the circumstances of their birth and give up even before trying and who will, when faced with obstacles, not focus on overcome them. But then there are the kinds of people like Audie Murphy who will not listen to the naysayers, who will follow their objectives regardless of the obstacles, and will focus on doing what's right, not just for themselves, but for those around them, and will leave a legacy that changes the world for better and inspires others to do the same. The question is, which one are you? Today's inspirational message was brought to you by Save-A-Lot Beds, where you can save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a mattress or bed. Visit their showroom at 634 Port Road in Beverly, call them on one 300 or visit their website, which is www.savealotbeds.com.au.